welcome to the Jesus Never Ran podcast, where we hear stories of people who are making time in their lives to make a difference in this world. I'm your host, Matt Kinzera. Let's take a walk. This episode, Unicorns Aren't Real, features Melissa Huber. Getting it out there is so painful and awesome and lovely and, oh, just so, so when you have somebody who's actually doing it and stepping out of their comfort zone to just go for it, I kind of, I just am your biggest cheerleader. Before we jump into this week's podcast, I want to remind you that taking care of ourselves is key to taking care of this world. However, it is unbelievably difficult to find the time to get to a yoga studio or to a gym, and no one likes being surrounded by a bunch of strangers while working out. You could work out at home, but it's nearly impossible to stay motivated. And let's be honest, searching for good options on YouTube is enough to make you want to give up before you start. I've got good news. TDH Virtual Experience has got you covered. Experience a class setting virtually on your terms. Enjoy yoga, boogie fit, dance fitness, and even ballet and tap dance classes simply by logging into your account. You'll have the opportunity to ask questions and receive personal answers. You will be part of a fun and supportive community without leaving your home. This is the best of both worlds, and the best part, it's for everyone, anywhere, anytime, and it starts at just $25 a month. Want to check it out? Go to thedancinghouse.com and start your two-week free trial today. No credit card is required, and new classes are added every week. That's thedancinghouse.com, proud supporters of Jesus Never Ran and of dreamers everywhere. Melissa is a person who turned heartache and disappointment into opportunity, who found wholeness through brokenness, and who discovered that dreams come to those willing to work for them. What we can see with the social media is the wows, the, the unicorns, the people that oh, I, I launched this product and I got $30,000 in sale. Or look at my student. She is getting her kicks wet right up here. Or the student getting, you know, these beautiful turns or whatever. I'm a dance teacher. Um, and and teaching our kids, but also ourselves as adults that, whoa, wait a minute. There was a lot of stuff that happened before then. A lot of stuff. There is no such thing as an overnight success. And I know for me, I have to put my blinders on daily and stay focused on what is Melissa's goal? What is Melissa's dream? What is Melissa's legacy gonna be for her family? Okay, now go to work. We all have moments in life that change everything as we know it. Oftentimes these moments are glorious and exciting like the day your children come into the world or the day that you meet your spouse for the first time. And then there's other times when those moments are hard and they're out of control, and decisions that other people make change your life as you know it. So I have my dance studio business. Um, I have had it for 10 years. The three years ago, uh, in September, my, hus- my husband at the time just t- said he wanted a divorce. Fifteen years five kids, and in one moment it's over. Now, marriage doesn't end overnight, and I'm sure that the story that led up to that moment involved so many different elements, but 15 years of life together, and then one person makes one decision, and your life won't ever be the same again. I run into a lot of people in this world who are frustrated because 
they had a view of who they were when they were younger, especially. And as life progressed, little by little, they began to lose the person that they so desperately saw themselves as being. And they find themselves years and years down the line just in a space of mourning. They're mourning that person that they used to be and they wonder if it's even possible if there's any chance that they could find them again. And if this is you or even if this is somebody you know and love, you absolutely have to hear this story. When hard times hit, it's not the situation that matters so much. That is what it is. What truly matters is how you respond to it. And I've I'm sure you've heard some version of that before, but I don't think I've ever met a true difference maker who doesn't have an incredible story of resilience. A lot of it was mental. Um, the self-worth. Um, not, not being good enough. Not um, being able to... The self-worth and the self-identity. I was known... Um, I'm a mom with five kids, and now... I'm a single mom with five kids, that self-identity. Um, and don't get me wrong, you, I, in the back of my mind, I can hear people say, well, yeah, you can use that to your advantage too, Melissa. And, um, and I'm very, very cautious of how I word that or, or, or portray that. I, I, I did not announce my divorce or talk about me being a single mom for probably 18 months after he left because I just, I didn't want that exposed so a lot of it was this um mental game of I don't know if I can do this I don't know if I I'm I don't think I deserve I you probably don't deserve to have a business Melissa you don't you you know you weren't a, you're not a business owner you're not an entrepreneur um and those were things that I've I heard for many years so it was just um getting over that that was probably the number one like just the mental game um and that takes time and that just takes a lot of prayer and time um, and um, constantly working on it. On some level and on some plane, we can all relate to this story because even if we haven't suffered through a divorce, we know what loss feels like. And we have all had times in life when it feels as if we're losing hold of who we are. For me, I didn't even know I was losing myself or who I was until it was too late almost. Like it was like I was just... I was too far gone, you know, so to speak. I, I was, the Melissa wasn't there anymore. When we hear those inspirational stories or we see the movies about them, we get to hear the hard part and then we get to see the incredible resolve. But what we often are not afforded the opportunity to see is the middle of the story. The space between whatever horrible thing happened and whatever resolve happened. That's that's the space that really matters more than anything else. I ran. So I when I when I'm I need to be physical. I so I ran. So I decided to run a marathon. And in that I I found a running buddy who I believe was a gift from God because she her parents went uh got divorced 2 weeks before I started running with her. So she had that story to share with me. And I said, well, my husband and I are getting divorced. So she kind of had her parents perspective and could be empathetic. And so w when you run with somebody for an hour, four, three to four times a week, that's a lot of talk time and therapy. I joke about my therapy buddy, but it's just, I have to talk things out. Um, and that was a huge help. That was a huge help. Um, and then even just the um, marathon 
of was a metaphor for Melissa, you can do anything you put your mind to. I never wanted to run a marathon. I mean, that, I mean, I'm not a runner, but I was, I just needed something to help me focus on good and focus on the next day to get me through. So I, I picked that up. Um, and I wasn't reading much. I'm not, I wasn't much of a reader. Um, but now past, you know, now that I've kind of gotten out of the slump of, you know, it took, it took time, uh, you know, 18 months or so then, um, reading and reading, um, um, reading and listening to podcasts on, um, mental mindset, you know, you could call it the mental therapy or whatever you want to call it, but, um, mindset and just, you know, telling yourself good things and not listening to the junk in your head. It's amazing to me what we are capable of when we're pressed up against a wall, when life doesn't go how we planned it, but we have to make some sort of decision or some action is required of us. So in the midst of such a difficult story and a story that's forcing Melissa to rethink life as she knows it, how is it even possible to get a business going? I have always taught dance and been dance and created dance. So dance is just who I am. I don't know anything else. So the divorce really um, forced me to really look at myself. Okay, Melissa, what else, are you, what else can you do? And I don't know if I want to say I'm passionate about dance. I just don't know anything else. But I am passionate about business. I love business. I love um, the workings of the business and the studio, the dance studio allows me that passion and, and how to, how to be different and market it different and that stuff. I love that. That like gets me all excited and teaching dance and actually teaching dance. Um, I love teaching my students. So yes, he walks in, says he wants a divorce and we were on the same page it, whatever. So that happens. And it really forced me to look, okay, Melissa, either you need to make this happen or you need to figure out what else to do. And I had no idea what to do. I liked what I already was doing. And my dad always said, find something you love and you won't ever feel like you're working. And I'm gullible enough to believe that because I've always loved teaching dance and I love business. So, okay, let's make this work. So it really just forced me to be like, okay, either do it or, or go figure out what else you're going to do. And um, I already had a, a nice base of students. So it wasn't like I was starting from scratch. It just really forced me to, to like do it. And I had, you know, the voices in the back of my head, well, you're not really a business owner. Um, and that kind of fueled me too. Like, uh, no, I am. And, um, I never called myself that until probably a year ago. Um, I just said, I taught dance and the voices in your head and, and what you've been told years over years, getting over that and growing into who you really are and just, um, being, yeah, no, I am a business owner. Yes, I do have a business and it's successful business <laughs> and I'm thankful for that. One thing that's quite easy for most of us is to come up with an excuse to not do something. So maybe we have an idea or a dream or a thought, and it's real easy to talk ourselves out of that. There's a million things that we could put on the table, a million reasons why we should not do that. And if anyone has an excuse, 
to give up on a dream or just to go get a normal job. That's Melissa. No one would have faulted her for just dropping her studio and finding something that would be a lot more secure for her kids. But that's not what happened at all. And so we have these tendencies, yet we see these people that fight off those tendencies. So I wonder what somebody like Melissa, who has every excuse in the world, would say to somebody else who is trying to make up excuses. What would her advice be? Um, I'm really stubborn. I'm really stubborn. And I just don't believe that bullshit. I... My mom would be the one to say that, Melissa, you have five kids, get a real job, get something with insurance. And don't get me wrong. That's scary. Yeah, this whole insurance thing. But there's ways around it. There's ways around it. There's places that you can, you know, that's a whole different topic. But it's, I I just, I, I just am like, no, no, I'm not going to sell my soul or sell who I am as a person. I did that so long in my marriage of stifling who I really was, not realizing I was doing it, you know, not realizing this was happening, that the real Melissa was slowly just going away, going away, going away. And now I'm out of that. And I'm like, yes, this is who I am. Like, it's just, there's life again. And this is what I wanted to do. And I just, I wasn't able to do it in, in that setting. Um, So I say, no, you can. You can. You can. Now, this is certainly an inspiring story. I think anytime anybody overcomes something so devastating and then goes on and is successful, that, that inspires all of us, no matter, no matter what. I mean, our situation could relate in some ways, or maybe our situation is completely different, but there's always inspiration that happens when somebody overcomes something that's very difficult and then goes on to do great things in their life. But at, at some point, it's important to get practical with this because at some point we have to ask some of the hard questions, some of the nuts and bolts of how do you get from here to there? And here we're talking with a mother, a single mother with five kids that runs a business and that business is a dance studio. And as far as I know, a dance studio runs most of the classes in the evening. So even just from a practical standpoint, how is this possible? Well, my business is, um, usually evenings, which stinks, but at the same time, it is what it is. Um, it's great for the summer because I don't have to be anywhere. Um, and I learned that real quick. I took a, a, uh, office job for like two minutes. Um, and I was at the office from eight to four and wrote the check to the babysitter. And I think I made like $20 that day. And I was like, okay, this isn't going to work. Um, so my business is nights um, and evenings. So I have teachers or subs um, that teach for me when kids have um, like a, a concert. Um, in the beginning, um, like I said, the littlest was three and four years old in the beginning. So I had I had a high school kid come and help, you know, with homework and, and driving kids. You know, some of that stuff I don't miss. You know, it's kind of, um, I love Jen Hatmaker. She's an author and she kind of talks about what's on your balance beam. You know, we're all balancing life. And um, for me, it's doing math homework with my kids. I don't need to do that. I will outsource that to a high school kid to come and do, you know, make sure the homework is done and shuttle my kids to and fro their activities. Um, but now that the kids are older, I don't, I don't need the sitter as much. Um, they're self-sufficient. But in the beginning, I had help. And that's the other thing. It, it's okay to ask for help and, you know, and say thank you when it does happen. So continuing on in some of the practical ideas, as an entrepreneur and a creative person, a lot of us know firsthand that 
that we can come up with a million ideas. We can have a ton of thoughts running through our mind at all times. And I know sometimes I can't even sleep at night because I've got this thought in my mind or this next great idea or the next great thing. And it may or may not be anything, but it, it, it keeps me going and it keeps my mind spinning. And, and sometimes it's a really good thing. And other times it can hinder me because it will keep me from going after something I'm already working on. So even with the help of others, like Melissa talked about, how does how, how does she as an artist, as a dancer, as an entrepreneur, how does she stay focused so that she can be successful at what she's doing with everything that she's got going on? You can only build one tower at a time. And in my business, I'm a dance teacher studio owner and I have my dance studio and it's great. It's lovely. Um, but there's these other aspects of my studio that I want to grow and and I see them and I'm like, okay, yeah, I want to do that. I want to have a membership site. Oh yeah. I want to do my curriculum. And, oh yeah. Now I want to build a course and okay, Melissa, you can do that, but you don't need to do it all right now and spreading yourself too thin. You, you don't get anything done. So really just focusing in what's your goal this year and just making it one, two, three things max and just really zeroing in on that to, um, to do that. And that was really helpful for me to, like, okay, yeah, you can't build four towers at the same time. Build one, make it strong, now go into the next one and use the resources that you have from the first tower to help build the second tower and then, and then make that work. We live in a world that loves to pitch us this quick formula to become successful where you can just do something overnight or you follow XYZ and then you're free. The reality is that this story, along with just about every other real-life story, tells us completely the contrary there's beauty in the process and you will learn more in the process of getting from a to b than you would if you just went straight from a to b with no process in the middle success feels absolutely the best on the heels of hard work and dedication a person who wins the lottery is tempted just to blow every single penny because they didn't earn it so it doesn't feel like it's yours but a business owner who has birthed an idea and nurtured it to the point of success and sustainability, now that's a different story. It never happens overnight. And I personally cannot hear that too much. I have to remember that those beautiful success stories started with a lot of grunt and hard work to get there. And it usually ends up pretty good. So you just, but you keep your, you keep your, um, your blinders on and keep working every day, every day. For Melissa Huber, walking like Jesus looks like refusing to let a failed marriage define her. It looks like a person who would rather risk everything to love her life and love her work than to play it safe by living under other people's rules. The reality is that sometimes we have to walk uphill for a while in order to get where we're going. Good news if you were inspired by this podcast and by this interview. Melissa is the owner of The Dancing House, and they are the prime sponsors for Jesus Never Ran. So make sure you check out their website at www.thedancinghouse.com. Sign up for a free trial today of their virtual classes, and you will not regret it. 
If you're looking for a little help getting from where you are today to where you want to go, make sure you go to our website at JesusNeverRan.com. Sign up for the walking club today and we'll have a lot of fun going after our dreams together. Next week, we meet some fierce ladies tackling a global injustice. Make sure to tune in.